This week on the Steam Machine Podcast, it's the Steamy Awards! Yeah. The biannual? Cue yeah. the music. <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome back to the Steamy Awards. Coming down the red carpet first, we've got the one, the only, the Turtle Bear Man himself, Mr. Nate. Hey, hey, hey. And following up behind him in the mink fur coat, we've got the one, the only, the Ice Brandeth Man himself. Yo, I got this I got this dress cut just to show enough leg. Hope you like it. And you have your wonderful announcer. I'm Dalton. Hi, Dalton. Yeah, welcome back to the Steamy Awards, man. This is uh our second time doing this, and hopefully this is becomes like our yearly thing because like I really do enjoy doing this fucking episode a lot. Hell yeah! This this was so fun last year. I'm I'm really looking forward to this episode. So how are you guys doing today? Well, pretty good. Don't have a lot of updates since the last time we recorded. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wasn't gonna ask how the week was. I was just like, how are you today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Uh, behind the scenes, it is basically we're recording roughly back to back because uh, some of us are traveling for the holiday season and we got some harsh weather ahead of us and all of that. So we're just uh, trying to make sure everyone keeps on the same yeah. page. And you know, one yeah. time Dalton's glad he's in Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man. So yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting day for me, but I'm not going to get into that here, um, gentlemen. How we're going to do this, I suppose, is we have our lists. We're going to kick it off with our number three on our game of the year list. And then we're going to put off number two for a while. We're going to do some other things and we'll do yep. number two. Then we'll do some other categories and then we'll kick it off with the number one at the end and then discuss, uh, you know, some, some things about next year and maybe like what we're looking forward to. Yada, yada, yada. So let's dive right into it. Oh, we got a finger. Now, lads, I think we might have two games in common in our top three. I would not be surprised whatsoever by this fact. Yeah, there's definitely some games that I feel like stood out, but I'm really more interested in seeing where we differ because that's going to be the fun ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, number three. Let's start with, <clears throat> we'll go clockwise for me, so that'll be Willie first. All right. Um, my number three, I mean, this game was just an absolute delight to play. One of the best, actually, did I put down... <laughs> something for that category yet yeah i'm actually changing that <laughs> but i'm not gonna tell you what it was now but um so um come on dude spider-man it's spider-man that game was so much fun like i loved playing it every second of spider-man was a joy and i think it had the best beat-em-up gameplay out of all the games we played this year which is considering a lot that we played you know batman and we played yakuza and all of that i still really enjoyed the actual punch fighting more in spider-man than any of those games word up oh yeah that. all right so the next uh, clockwise would be nate so yeah my number three game of the year was one that I was really sad I missed out on previously and was so glad that it came back around this year. We played through it. My number three is Trails in the Sky. Hell yeah. Both nice. excellent fucking choices, by the way, gentlemen. Um, but yeah, dude, Trails in the Sky, fantastic. Oh, the game's, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for, that's definitely going to be on my like 
what do you want to play next year? I want to play Trails in the Sky SC. Damn it. Yeah, um, for sure, man. Yeah. So my number three, and this is why I stayed quiet during Willie's, because my number three is also Spider-Man. Nice. Just, hey! dude, so much fun. So much fun. And the fact that, like, when I first played it, it was on a PS4, and then playing it on PC and just being like, oh, this is what it looks like at 60 frames a second and running, like, smooth, buttery goodness. Yeah, doesn't it feel good playing a game that you'd played on another console and then playing it on PC? It's like it feels like coming home to it, and it's like yeah. so much better. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, PC gaming is better than console gaming. <laughs> I agree. You were a late convert on that, but I appreciate yeah. you joining well, us. Like, I can only imagine like that's how you felt like playing Spider-Man again. It's like how I felt playing Dragon Quest Eleven on PC. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. We'll make a Westy and keep a uh, mouse guy out of you soon. <laughs> Only for Doom. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, then let's see. What category do we want to go with next? Well, well we start with the top three best. Why don't we go right down to the bottom of the list and say what our worst game of the year was? I'm cool with that. I'm cool okay. with that. Um, would you like to kick it off then? Yeah, sure. And... Give me flack. I know the internet says this is a good game, but it's not. The worst game of the year was Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. It was just subpar in every way for a first-person shooter, especially in a year where we played Half-Life. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it, I couldn't even stick with it long enough to get to the so-called good parts, which was the lightsaber battles, because like everything else was kind of just a miserable experience for me. I'll be honest, I got to the lightsaber battles and I still wasn't really enjoying it. Yeah, I think that the the people who really enjoy that game, it comes with the caveat of you need that one cheat that makes the lightsaber battles dismember people. Yeah. <laughs> and then that like adds a whole other level of complexity to the combat. But the fact that that's like almost a requirement to go back to that game, it, it, I, I totally get where you're coming from. But even so, I feel like as a first-person shooter, it was terrible, especially when we played Half-Life so soon afterwards. And it was really obvious that anything good in that game was it wanting to be Half-Life. Yeah. All right, I'll go next one. This one will reverse the order. And uh, my worst game of the year is the one that I thought would also be Nate's worst game of the year. But I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll admit that. My worst game of the year is Yoku's Island Express. Just did not enjoy that game. It was cutesy for like 20 minutes. And then after that, it was just fucking frustrating. Yeah, it was definitely a game that had good I mean, ideas, to- but really outstayed its welcome. Yep. That was almost exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, it was. It, I like the concept of the game. I like I like that it exists. I didn't really like the process of playing it, even though it did have fast travel. I would have liked it if it had, you know, more faster travel or like you could just turn off the pinball for a second and walk. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting yeah. concept. And I just don't think that those two genres really meshed as well as they'd hoped they would pinball and Metroidvania. I mean, it was a fun idea. The idea of make a Metroid pinball game is a neat idea. It, and we were like, how is it going to work? And it turns out the answer is not very well. I will never fault somebody for like taking a chance on an idea that's like strange like that. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. what if it's like a new thing? Like when they first yeah. created Dark Souls or whatever, yeah. they're like, hey, what if we created an RPG? But like instead of you guys feeling like you're powerful gods, it's like you die every five minutes. <laughs> and they were like, 
Yeah, and for what it's worth for Yoko, I mean, there, there's some solid stuff. Like, the, the music and art direction I thought were yeah. fantastic. It's just, unfortunately, they didn't come together to a great gameplay yeah, experience. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. My pick for worst game of the year is not going to be too... This is really obvious to everyone. Last year, my worst game of the year was a badly written horror game that relied too much on shock and shit. And it's going to be the same thing this year. I, After having Outlast hyped up to me so much... Outlast 2 just broke my heart. There was nothing pleasurable about that. Yeah, and I'd like to apologize about that because I was hyped for Outlast 2 as well because I had never played it, but I based that on Outlast 1. And And I'm not holding that against Outlast 1. I still expect to try that someday and maybe like it. I'm not going to blame Outlast 1 for the sins of (laughs) the sun, but holy shit, Outlast 2 was a miserable experience. And I'm glad I didn't finish it because everything you described in it just sounds like I was just like, oh, okay. So they're just going for all the HBO <laughs> fucking rated R shit to make it sound more intense than it is because they don't have the writing chops to back up the actual horror. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say that too, that like, at least from everybody that I've heard that's played both, like including you, Dalton and Steph, Madalkin Queen, like one is just way better. Yeah, Steph talked about this recently. Yeah, and like I take I take both of you at your word on this. Like I will yeah. try this game, but like holy shit, too did not make a great. I first hate to approach. tell you that there's another horror game that I have that's probably going to be the same because I think the whole shtick of it is its shock value, and that is Agony mm-hmm. Unrated. Okay, and it's supposed to be like a, okay. you're uh, journeying through hell, and uh, it's, it's supposedly that game's yeah. pretty fucked up. But also, people are like, it's not very good. It's just fucked. Up. <laughs> 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 We'll toss that in one Halloween and see see what it's up see what's up with it. Uh, Just try to get like Resi two in next year. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. Yeah, I would please. love to play some Resi two next year, even if we don't do that for Halloween. Just do yeah, it. For I love sure. some Resident Evil. All right, Willie, would you like to choose a category? Uh, yeah, I would actually. Yeah, I know that it's right next to it on the list, and I probably should change and do like something way down the list. But I actually really like the categories of biggest and smallest surprise, and wanted to do those next. Alrighty. So I will, especially because this actually piggybacks off of what Nathan just said. So my biggest surprise this year was how much I did not enjoy playing <laughs> Jedi Outcast Two. Okay, I really, really thought it was going to be like that caliber of game like i really wanted to love it i loved the jedi i love jedi knight 2 or jedi knight uh mysteries of the sith back in the day i thought it was a really fun game i it, this was heartbreaking i had no fun whatsoever playing this game hmm. all right nate what about you what was your biggest surprise yeah so mine's in the opposite direction it was a game that i expected to be all right and that i would get a little bit of fun out of it been hyped up to me a lot so i not expected it to be able to live up to that but goddamn, was I wrong. So, apologies to you, Mr. Paul Korn, because Yakuza 0 was the biggest surprise for me of the year. It blew me away in a yeah. way that I didn't expect it to, and it's now one of my like, top three favorite games of all time. So, people people told me that that game was like a 10 out of 10 game, and I was like, okay, when people say that, it means it's an 8 <laughs> out of 10 game. No, they were underselling an 11 <laughs> out of 10 game. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I can't disagree with that. But my answer is, alas, different. The biggest surprise for me this year was not just a surprise that included me. It included all three of us. And that surprise, gentlemen, is Midnight Mysteries 4 Haunted Houdini. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. That was... Wait, yeah, you weren't on that one. That was not Haunted Houdini. That was the one Willie took off. We, no. That was the one that oh, we, God damn we it. played. I, meant to pick, I was trying to think of the one that all three of us were on. Well, anyway, the 
that genre basically yeah who would have thought that we would enjoy that yeah the yeah the, like fine the one i was on was lost grimoire's two shards yeah, of yeah, mystery yeah. well you can't win them all but <laughs> like <laughs> but yeah no i had a great time with that game like the only bulk i had with it was just i didn't know if it was a ten dollar yeah. game but like if it was like a four dollar game i would have been like absolutely like i felt like i got away with yeah. murder you know and because it was bought for me i felt like i got away <laughs> with murder like it was great and the thing with midnight mysteries four was i nate i don't know if you remember this something went awry with my version of the game and i was playing that game at like yeah 10 frames a second for like the first five hours of it and nate was like no my my game's not choppy or slow at all and i was like what the fuck is going on and once i I disconnected my xbox controller or connected it or something it was like one of the two weird yeah and all of a sudden the game worked fucking fine and i was like what why is that the why is that the (laughs) thing that makes it work right (laughs) that's so bizarre it was very bizarre so so I guess let's wrap around to the smallest surprise of the year then. Um, I have a two-way tie. Uh, both of these games were exactly 100% what I was hoping out of them. And that's Half-Life 2 and Serious Sam Episode 2. We didn't 2. play Half-Life 2. We played Half-Life 1. No, we played Half-Life 1 and Serious... I got, yeah. I got oh, caught up. Sorry. Half-Life 1 and Serious Sam, the second okay. encounter. Yep. Because both of them were like, everyone told me, hey, these are first person shooters. This is what they're like. This is how they played. You know, you can get really, you know, fun. You know, like the Half Life Bestiary and shit was good. The story was really well told and it felt good to this day to play it. Even though it's a really dated game, I still really enjoyed it. And Serious Sam 2 was basically, hey, here's this goofy Doom Slaughter map, the video yeah. game. And it was really Serious fun. Serious Sam to me has always been like, what if Doom threw enemies at you like a bullet hill? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's absolutely like it literally has the same feeling as a doom slaughter map if you play at any of those like it, it's crazy there's so much to dodge so much movement the only thing is in doom you're usually running forward in serious sam you're usually running backwards yeah serious sam that's definitely the feel because you cannot just go in headlong and <laughs> face tank everything in serious sam like yeah. you'll pay for that <laughs> Yeah, and it, I think they refined it a little as the series goes on. So once we get to the actual Serious Sam 2 and then maybe like Serious Sam 3 and 4, like they should, it's still going to be the same. They throw a whole shitload of stuff at you, but it's like Serious Sam 3 is where it hits where they started using a different engine. Mm. And okay. graphically, you can you can tell. I'm looking forward to that because I like Serious Sam Second Counter, but it didn't get its hooks in me like I would have hoped it to. Like it didn't hit that same level as... Um, Doom well, yeah, not even just that, but like I was seeing more along lines of Half Life. Like Half Life drugged me in there and kept me in through the whole game. Serious Sam couldn't do that for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean Half Life also has that phenomenal storytelling. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so I guess it's my turn to choose a category. Um, so, well, no, you guys oh, no, we didn't. We didn't. Come on, buddy, we just talking about that. All right, so it's my turn for smallest surprise. So my yeah. smallest surprise was a game that I had played before. I knew it was really good, and I was just like ready to hear your guys' opinions on it. And shout out to Team Retro for joining us on that episode. The smallest surprise this year for me was Kingdoms of Amalur, because I knew that game was good. Yeah. yeah. That was a very good game. That was just a really pleasant experience. I just had a good time when I was playing that game. Like, I intended to just get back into it, because it just... 
low I didn't have to use all of my brain to play it but I felt like it had it like it gave me the feelings that I wanted from Skyrim yeah. honestly yeah I can definitely see like when I just want to pop into an open world ish kind of game that that would be a better one in most cases for me to jump into than Skyrim at this point yeah yeah sure. and I still can't wait to throw some Dragon Age at you hell yeah see what you think about some Dragon Age I'm down all right so I guess that would mean my smallest surprise of the year yeah was <laughs> Lost Grimoires 2 Shards of Mystery because it gave me it gave me exactly what I expected after playing Haunted Houdini. So I was just like, yeah. this is the experience that I want and it is the experience that it delivered. So small surprise, but just good and pleasant times. I'm gonna be honest, that game was like a warm blanket. <laughs> it just felt yeah, nice. I agree. So Nate, I know you have Amazon Prime. Yeah. And uh you you do the Twitch Prime thing, right? Yeah. Do you ever see in there where they're giving away like the legacy games? No, it's like the le- the legacy browser is what it's called. It's like it's another fucking launcher. Oh yeah, yeah, I have seen that, dude. Almost every game I've gotten from them has been like a hidden object yeah. game and things like that. I think that's legacy's thing. So I just like I snag them every now and then, and I'm like, I wonder if these are DRM free. If I can just zip these and nice. send them to the boys, we'll play them for the show. Hell yeah. <laughs> I have a couple more hidden object games in my Steam library, so who knows if I feel froggy and send us one one week, it might happen. Yeah. (laughs) I would not be opposed. I had a great experience the first time. It's the most 8 out of 10, 8 out of 10 that ever 8 out of 10, and I'm very happy with that. All right. Now, Dalton, you can choose a category. (laughs) All right. Now. So. Is that Dr. Pepper? Diet Pepsi, sir. Oh, yeah. This one's Coke. This one's yesterday's Diet Dr. Pepper. That I do love finished. Diet Dr. Pepper. Yo, what's up, Diet Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper Squad. Let's go. Um, all right. So I'm going to scroll down to the, towards the bottom of the list. Let's go. Best value for your time and money. Now, yeah. I guess I'll kick this one off. My game is a game that I had played for years. Mm. Doesn't cost you a dime. But it's entertaining enough to like you know keep you there playing it every now and then. So my best value for your time and your money because it all it takes is time. It takes no money. Is Snood. <laughs> yeah, Snood wasn't the now, light. I want to caveat that, and I'm sorry if this steps on either of your answers, and if it does, we'll talk about it when one of you brings it up. I changed this answer. This is the one answer I changed today because mm. I gave the, another award to this other game, and I didn't feel like this game. I deserved two awards. <laughs> Fair. Damn. But uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll bring that back around when, when that game comes up as to not spoil it in case that either of you chose it for this one. But yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I'll go ahead and go with mine. It was a very cheap game that I just thought was a very great, you know, man versus game type of game to play. It was a lot of fun. Good soundtrack cool graphics uh i really loved downwell and i think that for like a two or four dollar game or whatever downwell is like i got a ton of mileage out of that yeah for sure downwell was definitely my second pick in this category but just looking at how we were kind of defining time to money didn't put quite as much time into it to make the money up as i did the other game that i chose so Mm. the other game that i chose is i'm shocked is not still a full priced like $60 video game. I don't know how this game is $20 now, but I sunk almost 90 hours into it for the show. So um, 
This one's going to be Yakuza <laughs> Zero because it's like ridiculously well priced, and then the amount of time you can spend in that game. Like, I had, there's still a ton of shit I haven't even seen in that game. Like, it's yeah. insane to me, like how much you can get out of that game if you want to, and the price of that game is like twenty bucks. Really? Come on. Yeah, dude, that's a fucking steal for that amount of content, for sure. Yeah, no argument here. The only reason I didn't give it to Yakuza is because I had to start actively stopping giving myself awards to it. Yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, so, that brings it to me. Yeah. So, this is a category I thought was pretty interesting. And we'll start with you, Dalton, on this one. What was okay. the best game that you sucked at? Oh, man. Okay. I chose a game that was great. But I couldn't play it because it made me nauseous. Because uh, I'm, I'm a big poon poon. <laughs> and that would be <clears throat> Amnesia the Dark Descent. Yeah. Because I felt like that game deserved an award. But I couldn't feasibly give it to any of the other ones because I did not play enough of it. Yeah. But the mechanics, the fact that that, for some reason, is the, the most popular TikTok we ever put up. <laughs> is is us <laughs> dropping the bombshell about the fucking mechanics of that game. Remember when we did TikToks? Oh Remember? my god, I got so mad. Yeah, Willie. You mean to tell me there's no fucking same name mechanic in this game? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man. You remember TikTok? Yeah, remember TikTok? Pepperidge Farm remembers TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so, Willie, what was your um, best game that you sucked at? I both sucked at playing the game, but also sucked at recording the episode for it. So that's a one-two punch of it. I was awful in the boss fights, but I also was useless on the episode. And I apologize for that because I really enjoyed what I played in the game. Loved the setting, loved the universe, loved the plot that I got to, but I didn't really get very far in it. Is Control. Oh, okay. Hey, guess that's what? Fair. That's also the best game that I sucked at. Because, I, yes, really? I liked the game a whole hell of a lot, but I struggled with... Like the um, kind of I guess it's third person view of the character, like trying to aim and shoot yeah. like that. Then where you had like the flying bosses and stuff, I was like, oh my god, how do I hit this stupid thing? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I was so bad at hitting the targets yeah. during boss fights, dude. I yes, I liked the game a lot, and I wish that I was better at it and could have gotten further. But I think it was a great game. It just I was I sucked at it, and that's the category. <laughs> I, I just wish I did. I. I played more of it for the podcast because i felt bad that i was like the one that was the laggiest on that one but like it was a really cool hey, it game happens, man that's why we have three people playing the games like when me and dalton suck at playing free space yeah. <laughs> we had four for that one <laughs> all righty then willie i think it's your uh choice for a category correct yep all right then um Let's move to a music category. What do you guys have for best vocal song of the year? This year, we've decided to split song of the year into best vocal song and best instrumental. Yep. All right. I guess I'll hit this one first. Um, but I don't I, think mine's going to surprise, gonna surprise too many people either. But I love you. <laughs> it's got to go to 24 Hour Cinderella from It's Yakuza 24 Zero. Hour Cinderella. That's, like, that that's one stuck with well. me so much. I think about it all the time. It's in my head when I try to fall asleep at night. Like Majima. Majima you. is everywhere. 
You love me. <laughs> What's the name of that song? Is that Baka Mitai? It, no, it's 24 Hour Cinderella. Oh, that's 24 right. Hour Sorry. Cinderella. So that's yours too, I... Willie. <laughs> that was mine too, yes. I thought you were going to go with Judgment I mean, That's Shinkai. a great one too, but like when it comes down to it, 24 Hour Cinderella just sticks with me all the time. Breaking the law. <laughs> breaking the law. I just love what he's like. <laughs> It's fucking brilliant. You're a sucker tenderness. All right, so that's both of y'all's? Yeah, so apparently so. Oh, yeah. right. Um, well, then, quick quick sidebar. Uh, Clone Hero, one of the things I meant to show you guys while I had it up and forgot was I found a Clone Hero track for Baka Meitai. Nice. And then I found nice. one for Fever Time. <laughs> awesome. But I could not find one for the other songs. Bummer. Which bummed me out. Yeah. And uh, I was really looking for one for my vocal song of the year which comes to a surprise to absolutely no one if you have been paying attention to me talking about how much i absolutely fucking love this song and it is rain from yakuza zero the song that plays when the mad dog finally reveals himself and you go through that final fucking fight with majima and you are just destroying people as this raging like it's like metal but it's also very much like a techno-y fast beat like Song yeah. just kicks, and it has the fuck word ass. In it. it does. Listen up, I don't give a fuck by what you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't argue that's a great song too. It's like Yakuza Zero movie. had some bangers, dude. Yeah, and I have something like I have this. Uh, like, I guess being a musician and stuff, like I have this thing for soaring vocals. So when she's doing that, so mm. I'll find my path. Like it's yeah. just like yeah, get it, girl. <laughs> like, I just picture her in the studio, just like rocking out. It's just I don't even know who it is. I just picture a, and I hate to say this, it generic, triggers that power metal yeah, vibe anime you. girl in there singing. Yeah. Like, it was actually uh, Hatsune Miku that sang that song. <laughs> it was Hatsune Miku. I knew it. Oh man! All right, so damn, how did she find time after writing Harry Potter and programming Minecraft? <laughs> All right, so I can delete that one. I'm deleting the ones that we've answered, so I don't. Probably a good idea. I've been doing that too. Yeah, get confused. That's that's what I've been doing as well on my little notepad. Plus, I am keeping the categories though. I'm gonna. So who's next? Um, you picked that one, so I think it's back to me, right? Uh, wait. I suppose. What do you want? Wait, no. I think it goes to me. You're right. It is is you. It is you, Dalton. Okay. You're right. Please, absolutely. Well then, let's just uh, let's go ahead and like while we're talking about music, dude, let's just do the song of the year instrumental. And then, okay. uh, Willie, let's start with you. What was your song of the year instrumental? I'm sure, mine was just a blast from the past that I'd completely forgotten how much it rocked until I heard it again for the first time in years. It's still more fighting. The boss fight music from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I, okay. I will say the music held up in Final Fantasy VII a lot better than I remembered it. So I was actually really happy about no that. No boy, Matsu absolutely <laughs> for fucks. Sure. Not Jeremy hard, but he fucks hard. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Hart and Dalton Long. <laughs> uh, what about you, Nate? <laughs> yeah, for me, it was Secret Green Passage from Trails in the Sky. Oh. Secret Green Passage? It was What's the that? one that plays like, whenever you're in more of a forest type setting. The oh. Yeah, I, I love that. 
That track yeah. was like my favorite in that whole game, which also had just an incredibly stellar soundtrack in itself. But like that track really stuck out to me and I just loved it every time I heard it. Just looked it up and yeah, that's a that's an absolute banger. I think I either did or was tempted to give the song to uh, Cat Relaxing on Earth last year, which was the uh, town I song. I think both of us gave it to Trails in the Sky songs last year too, didn't we? I think you did. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Yeah, because I think you picked the Weiss theme. Yeah, I think I did too. Um, dude, it's just, dude, Neon Falcom, those guys just know how to make music because mm-hmm. the Ease games too. Like, I cannot wait for you guys to play Ease 8 just to hear the soundtrack. Like, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to that now that I know that I'm getting more bangers in the quality of trails. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All you got to tell me is it's got a good soundtrack and I'll be happy to at least play it for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? All right. Um, then is that Nate next or you want me to go next? Yeah, I'll go next because you <laughs> just did the non vocal. So why don't we just round out this ma- music category? Oh, wait, no, hold on. I didn't give my answer for that one. Oh, damn it, Dalton. Get it together, I'm son. So- I'm sorry. I th- I- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Don, you didn't get to answer the <laughs> I know, questions, I, but right? when I asked it, I was like not thinking about that. Okay, so my song of the year instrumental is "Fever Time." Yeah, from <laughs> yeah. I kind of thought when you when you mentioned it during vocals, I was like, yeah, he's probably Dude, just like time. it was just so it's such a good upbeat fun song, and I knew I was just raking in the cabaret money when yeah. I was hearing it. Oh yeah, just hearing that song makes you feel like mm, you're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so nice. It's such a good song. Yeah. So yeah. I should play that song at work and maybe I'll feel like I'm actually accomplishing <laughs> something. Unlike when I go pick up things from Walmart grocery stores. Still pissed off Fair. about that. All right. Nate. All right. What's, all right, Nate. Go ahead. So now we'll keep rolling through the music categories. This one we're going to do. What was the best soundtrack of the year? Just complete soundtrack. Yeah, it's Yakuza, it's Yakuza zero. zero. It's Yakuza Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Bangers. Just straight through the whole game, banger with a with a close second being Trails in the Sky, but I think I gave that to that last year, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to double up. But yeah, like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of being soft on Trails in the Sky awards because I gave them a lot yeah. last year. Luckily for me, I didn't play it last year, so I get to give yeah. it this year. But it's still Yakuza yep. Zero to me because like just the Sega is another company that when they do it, they do it right with the music. Like good. God, yeah, like, absolutely. and just the hard rock soundtrack through most of it. But then you also had the silly crap, like twenty, like twenty four hour Cinderella. Just like the dichotomy of how many different types of music they threw at you. I just thought it was incredible, and it was all good. That Michael Jackson pastiche, like there was really good stuff in there. Yeah, absolutely. Did you when you were listening to the soundtrack today? Did you get to like the surprise White Rabbit or whatever it was song? It's like three seconds long. Yeah. It just goes like, <laughs> And then it's over. Yeah. It's just, it's just cracked me up that that was on the soundtrack. Uh, yeah. Great stuff, man. Yakuza Zero. Is that is that its first first award for all three of us give it? That's, That's its first I mean. yeah, sweep. Yeah. First. I think that might be the first I mean, sweep we've had. Do you count yeah. the best vocal song? We all picked something from Yakuza Zero. I guess the Yakuza That's Zero. Fair. Okay. Sweep so that two sweeps so far. But not the same song. All right, then. Willie, what category you got, bud? Yep. Hmm. Actually, I was going to bring this up when I brought this game up as my number three game of the year. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in this category. How about best setting? Because good lord, did I love New York City, Manhattan in uh, Spider-Man. Manhattan was great, dude. And swinging around, it was so satisfying. Just intensely satisfying. Like, it felt so good to move around in that game. 
Yeah, I do not disagree there. Um, what about you, Nate? Which was the? Ca- oh, sorry, I huh? got distracted for a second. What was the category? Oh, it, best setting. setting. Best setting was setting. definitely for me. Control, just like the whole spook factor mm. and just all the like kind of like in a government building where everything's going kind of topsy-turvy and kind of mutating in and on of itself i just really thought that was a really unique and fun setting and i thought beer, the, there were three great settings in uh control too because i loved the bureau building itself but i also loved the uh the oceanside motel and that weird like subspace area where you're just walking and like it assembles itself yeah. as you're walking you know what i mean like, all of those places were so cool. That game had a lot of really yeah. cool places. Um, my best setting is the Federal Bureau of Control. Nice. Just like... Nice. That moment when I loaded into that game to play it for the show, and I ran forward, and I got to a point where I was like, oh, you know, I should turn around and run backwards and see, like, if there was anything the other direction. And I go to run back the way I came, and there's now a wall there. <laughs> and yeah. Um, how'd that get all there? right? <laughs> and then you turn around and you run forward past where you had like stopped, or I stopped and turned around, and then that that direction takes you to the elevators, which were before behind you. It's just fucking weird, man. And I was immediately intrigued by this like setting, and it only intrigued me more from there. With my love of SCPs and things like that, I was all about yeah. this shit, and it was like X Files come mm-hmm. to life. It was wonderful. Yeah. I was going to say, it definitely has that very SCP meets X-Files vibe. They just worked so well for it. Like, they really executed so well I would like to see them revisit it someday. Yeah, if there was a category for games we wish got another sequel, that would... Actually, you know what? Bonus category. (laughs) Games we played this year that you want to get a new sequel. Control. So, yours is going to be Control. You want Control 2. I want Free Space 3. (laughs) All right. Ugh, I wish I had time to think Nate? about this one. Ugh. Yeah, I just sprung yeah, this on you. Kind of rude, my dude. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, without having much time to think about it, I will also go with Control, just because I think I'd like to see what they could do with it again. And maybe if they change the play style up a little bit, it might be more accessible for me. I don't know. I, I like it, though. Yeah. See, and my thing is, I'm just thinking about Control in Unreal 5. Ooh, because it already looks yeah, like just ray tracing and stuff. So, so ridiculous. That was probably. I don't know if we have this category again this year, but like, pr- like the best looking game that we played was absolutely Control. I I think yeah. I'm tempted to agree. Yeah, I don't think we have that as list category, but I do. Yeah, really absolutely. Think a game. Yeah. Well, good. Clean sweep for Control. Control guy. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. All right. <laughs> We're just adding new categories. It's cool. That's how we see me. All right. So I can now delete that. All right. And this is now mine. My choice? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Gentlemen, sometimes <clears throat> it's been a long day. You just need to you just need to come mm-hmm. home. You just need to chill. You need to mm-hmm. kick back. What was your most relaxing game that we played this year? I think this is going to be a big surprise considering I drive a car for my job anyway, and I find the idea of living in a truck incredibly stressful, especially anything to do with backing up. But I still just found myself putting on American Truck Simulator and just chilling in American Truck Simulator, enjoying the great highways of California and Nevada and Arizona. Like, I had a great time with that thing. For me, mine was 
Midnight Mysteries 4, Haunted Houdini, because it was just nice to chill out. I didn't feel stressed about a damn thing, just vibing with the music and the kind of the low-key, creepy aesthetic, and just sitting back far in my chair and clicking my mouse at things. I really liked that. A low-key, creepy aesthetic is extremely where I like to live, too. (laughs) Like, I might not technically look goth or whatever, but I, I respect the shit out of that goth shit, yeah. you know? Same girl. <laughs> same. So, speaking of same girl, same. My most relaxing game, American Truck Simulator. Born on a mountain, racing a cave, trucking and fucking is all that we crave. Let's go, <laughs> Eastbound and down. We're going to do what they say can't be done. Loaded up and trucking. Yes, sir. And it's uh, it was a good time, you know, just riding down the highway, you know, avoiding them smokies. Avoiding them smokies, gotta stay away from them smokies. Trying not to, trying not to run over any alligators. Getting jump scared by tumbleweeds. <laughs> Getting jump scared by tumbleweeds. Apparently, two out of three of us. And t- hauling something that my truck was almost not powerful enough for. So, like going up hills, I was going at like eight miles an hour, <laughs> creeping. That's awesome. Yeah, that. it was just a, it was a fun time, man. I had a lot of fun with it, for sure. Right. right. So I think that's my category now, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So the one that I want to hear what you guys think of was keep in mind this is a different category than best story. What I want to know is which game you thought had the best writing. Best writing. Uh, I I immediately knew what I was going to give this one to. Like, I don't think I've had more laughs per line any time this year than Monster Prom. Oh, okay. Yeah, Monster Prom also got this one for me as well, just because, like, everything about it was so good. And, like, I don't know if it, <laughs> if it influenced me at all that we had a really good narrator reading everything out loud for us. Who <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I really enjoyed the writing in that game. Like it made me chuckle. It made me happy. And I just like enjoyed that game in a way that I didn't think I would because of the writing. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it turned out that way. I, uh, that's not mine, but I do agree that that game was fantastic for what it was. And I keep seeing monster prom three on sale and I'm like, "Mm, I haven't played two yet. Oh, there's a three now. Two is monster. Three is like, what's three. I think it's like a road trip? trip or something. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. I didn't know that was out yet. Nice. Now, I know you said there's a difference between best story and best writing, and I promise my answers are different between the two. Okay. Best writing, because it was a game that was mostly writing because there was no voice acting in it other than in the battles. But the game drew me in with the characters. Um, Just I fell in love with like every fucking character I met. The fact that after every major event in the game, you can go and talk to NPCs and they will give you different dialogue based on what has happened in the world. I'm giving it the trails in the sky. Yeah. Fair enough. Hey, that's completely fair. Love that. Yeah. Just there's so much dialogue in that game. It's not just the best written. It is also the most. <laughs> written. Yeah. The most <laughs> written game for sure. Yeah. That's the award. That's a clean sweep for that game. <laughs> <laughs> the most words in the game. I don't know though. King of Amalur had a lot of words too. That's true. That's true. I mean, That's he true. did write a 10,000 year backstory for an MMO that never came to be. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Then uh, Willie, what is yours? You know, I like to do these pairings, so let's go ahead and do best story next as well, shall we? 
Um, I think to nobody's surprise, it tugged at my heartstrings. I laughed. I cried. I, it's Yakuza Zero. Mine is also Yakuza Zero. Mine is also Yakuza Zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another clean sweet. That's three. Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard to argue yep. Yakuza Zero this year. Like, because it took, like, a series that I hadn't even played before and tied up so many things together from the future future i say games in the series yeah and made it still digestible for people who hadn't played the series at all before like i'm just really impressed with how much they were able to do with it and like also that story was just like you said heart tugging at times hilarious at times like anger inducing at times like it's just so well done oh yeah right like, I mean, there's just so many moments, like, individual, like, when Nishiki points that gun at you and you're like, oh, shit, then he just can't do it. And you're, if you didn't cry at that, you're not a human being. Yeah, you don't have a heart if that didn't pull at your heartstrings. <laughs> he tried to old yell at you and he couldn't because he's such a big softy. And then we know what he gets into later and it's like, wow. And then uh, also, fucking homeboy Lee. When he when yeah. he met his yeah. end, I was like, "No, not Lee." Yeah, Lee was great, man. Like I was, um, I don't, I don't think I got upset when Lee died. I got really upset when they had to be explained yeah. to Makoto. Yeah, I just hated the fact that, like, as soon as he was going towards that van, I was like, I'd seen enough Sopranos to know what was about to happen, and I was like, "God damn it, Lee, yeah. don't get in there! Don't That's, get in that fucking vehicle! You don't show someone turning the ignition!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kaboom. All right, another sweep for Yakuza Zero. Well then, gentlemen, while I'm trying to find my keyboard buttons, there we go. <laughs> well, let's see. We got to be getting close to naming our number two game of the year. I feel like. Yeah, I think it's yeah, time for number two. I think. So before I pick one, then well, well, let's see. Let's do this one counterclockwise. So we'll go with Nate first. Okay. All right, my number two is your number three. I went with Spider-Man Remastered for my number two game of the year. Like, for all the same reasons, just loved it. So much fun just being Spider-Man zip-zapping around town. I thought it also had a really well-written story, and it was well-acted by the actors in the game. Like, A+, A++, great freaking game. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about that game. That game was an absolute banger. Um... I guess it probably gives away what our number one game is that we're all picking different games for our number two, but uh, mine is Descent nice. Free Space. Oh, all right. Like, it, it was a lot better than I remembered it. I remembered the story being like having a lot more waste in it than it did, but no, it, you have like two missions fighting the Vasudans, two missions fighting the Hammer of Light. The rest of it is all just really efficient, moving against the Sheevans and the Great War, and I just had a much better time of it than I remembered. I remembered it being slow and clunky compared to Free Space 2, but I haven't played Free Space 2 in a while, so I just ended up really liking it. Like, it was just great. I even thought the tutorial was less obnoxious <laughs> than I remembered. Fair. All right. My number two. Dun dun dun! It's control. Nice. I yeah. Fucking loved that game almost enough to put it at number one. Wow. Not quite. You have no idea how many categories control is like just, just off of my right one outside pick the top for. five. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, I mean, I, like I said, I, I feel like I did a bad job on that episode, but I really came out of it thinking that game mm-hmm. was incredible. Like, it did so much successfully. Yeah. It, it made me want to check out that company's other games, uh, Remedy. Like, obviously, like, growing up, I fucking loved Max Payne, and Remedy did Max Payne. But they also did Alan Wake and in those games, and I, okay. so I would really like to check out Alan Wake at some point. Yeah, I've only heard good things about Alan Wake, so... I haven't thought about Alan Wake in a minute, but yeah, I'd be absolutely happy to check and that out. Shout out show. Factory Sealed Retro Video Game Podcast. They did an episode on Alan Wake, and they spent the entire game calling it anything but Alan Wake. So they were like Alan Beefsteak, <laughs> Alan Cheesecake, <laughs> Alan <laughs> Earthquake. Like they just—they never called it Alan Wake, and I, just, I loved it. It was cracked me up. All right, Alan Shake, Alan Shake, Helen Mirren. What? Helen Mirren. All right, gentlemen, what did you think had the best turn-based combat? We didn't really play a lot of turn-based games this year, so it basically was between Final Fantasy and Trails for me, and I thought Trails had better combat. 100% agree. It was Trails for me as well. I'm actually surprised looking back on how few turn-based games we played this year, but yeah, this was the year of the action game. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Dalton. You're welcome. I didn't just throw JRPGs at you all year. <laughs> but yeah, I 100% agree. Trails in the Sky. I did not think I was going to like it at first. Like, because it's not like, like I'm very much a, like I said, as I answered in that last week's episode question, I'm like a traditional turn-based JRPG like Dragon Quest Eleven or Final Fantasy Nine, like that kind of thing. But no, I ended up really loving the way Trails in the Sky works. And if they continue using that same system through the series, then hell yeah, I'm down. Let's go. Yeah. Same. Like, at first I thought it looked like it was going to be overwhelmingly tactics-y, but at first you don't really have to use any of that tactic stuff, and I feel like it introduces stuff over the course of the game enough that you feel mastery of it by the time yeah, you did a great game. job easing Like, soft in, tutorial. Sure. Yeah. Um, I I totally agree. This is a clean sweep for Trails. Because mm. just it's just better than Final Fantasy. Let's have it fight me. I won't fight you because I agree 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I won't fight you because it's not my turn yet. He has to go before me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then, uh, for sure. Uh, then, then I guess that goes to Nate. All right. I would pick best action combat yet, but I, there's a question I want to know your answer to more than I want to know that one. So, what was the best game you played not for the show? I want to get a little outside the box here. What was your favorite game that you played not for the show? Yeah, um, I've got a couple of things in mind. Um, I really have enjoyed Sonic Frontiers so much, even though I haven't actually finished it yet. I've loved what I've played of it. I kind of took a break from it after a little while because I wanted to play games for the show if I was going to play anything. And I get into that one headspace where I don't let myself play games for pleasure unless I'm playing something for business first. So I'm still only in World 2 of Sonic Frontiers. But uh, so far, it's been really dope. Okay. I mean, yeah. Like, there was a few games that I played this year that were really in contention because, like, especially the end of the year kind of came out and crushed it for me. Like, earlier in the year, Pokemon Legends Arceus came out, and that game was so damn Mm -hmm. good. And then also another contender was Pokemon Scarlet because, like, despite all of its bugs and flaws, I had enjoyed the hell out of playing it like and i think that's what really matters did you like playing the game yeah that's what matters and then the other one that also immediately came to mind for me was sonic frontiers because man they finally gave us a 
actually very good video game that is a Sonic game. Like, if we had played it for the podcast, like, that would be in really strong contention to win pretty much all of the gameplay. Yeah, that game has some killer music. So, yeah, it's Sonic Frontiers for me, too, because, like, it also took me by complete surprise because I was not super excited for it. Uh, when I first saw the first trailers that came out, I was like, oh, this looks jank as hell. Too good to be true, right? Well, too, too good to be true. true. And then, right? like, when they actually showed a gameplay trailer, it looked kind of bad. Like, the couple of the first, like, marketing for this mm. game, when they were finally showing gameplay, they did a piss poor job on it and made it look slow, clunky, and bad. And then when you actually get into the game, it's nothing like that. So, I was, like, really surprised and really happy with how that turned out. So, yeah, Sonic Frontiers for me. What if they did that on purpose? Mm-hmm. What if they did that? Because everybody expects, because it's a new Sonic game, they just have low expectations. So they're like, let's show alpha footage. That way, when this game actually comes out, people are blown the fuck away. Maybe. It's just a possibility. (coughs) Nate, I'm kind of surprised we didn't get an honorable mention for NGU Idol, considering that seems to be the first Idol game to sink its teeth into you since... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sucked in, but like... I would probably never consider that being, like, the best game I played, not for a show, like, being an idol game. <laughs> I like my gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I was playing Fair NGU enough. right before we started recording this. <laughs> I, I have some shout-outs. Um, I have shout-outs to Dinkum and Pumpkin Days, because those are two games that I played with Megan and just really enjoyed playing those. Uh, plus, Dinkum is badass like that game's sweet it's animal crossing on pc without the weird time limitations like it's just wonderful okay um, and you play as australians instead of animals did you name your main character adam <laughs> i did not name my character adam but <laughs> i'm hoping to meet an if i ever meet an npc named adam i'm bringing him to the island <laughs> um another shout out i'm going to give this was actually my answer until just now but i'm going to give another shout out to wwe 2k22 yeah Right, hell yeah! That my GM mode, baby. That's so fun. But every time I tried to play it with my friend Brian, the only thing that keeps us from playing a lot of it is that we're really stupid and keep hitting the cancel day <laughs> button by accident over and over again, and, and accidentally canceling <laughs> your shit. And you have to go back and rebook it. Yeah, I have done that. Yo, yo. Well, it's because we're both used to switch controllers, and he got that game for the Xbox too. So we're we're hitting the wrong confirm and backup. That's so button. easy to do, man. Like me adjusting from Switch Dragon Quest Eleven to PC Dragon Quest Eleven. Ah, uh. yeah, <laughs> I bet. But my pick for the best game that I played, not for the show, Fire Pro Wrestling World. <clears throat> nice, and, yeah. And dude. I, I I put a caveat on that because I don't really actually play that game. I played it the other day to get an achievement for winning your first singles match. I've got over 200 and something. But you almost like watch it, yeah? You just book shows. I book shows and watch them. Yeah, because when you download people's wrestlers that they make, a lot of people put a lot of time into going into their settings because in that game, you can like set the percentage of how often your wrestler uses each move they have. Like the oh, simulation cool. shit gets down to that. So it gets to the point where when you're watching these simulated matches, they almost play out like an actual match would. That's really cool. Granted, that's awesome. the speed of I it's still that. a little video game. You know what I mean? Some people like, but like they'll sell, like you knock the referee down. One of my favorite things is when the referee gets hit really hard and he hits the mat and all of a sudden his face is bleeding and I'm like, hey, the referee bladed. <laughs> <laughs> we get the referee bladed again. The Crimson Mask. And of course, I, crea- I created Ryan and he's my, he's my referee yeah. for my uh, Fire Pro promotion. 
Ah, uh, you gotta have a just a, a top refu respect. It always makes things yeah. feel so good. That brings me back to thinking of like Charles Robinson, Earl Hebner, you know, all of those yeah. guys. Earl Hebner, classic top ref. But I just I've really been enjoying Fire Pro a lot, and uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna keep playing it because it scratches that GM mode itch. That 2K22, it was close. It's not quite what it used to be, but like they're getting there. The fact that they included it again is a huge step forward. So it can only get better in 2023, hopefully. Hopefully. Hell yeah. All right. Um, then I think that's Willie's choice next, correct? All right, then. I will take a most addictive game. What game could you just not quit yourself playing? Uh, despite the... Oh, go ahead, please. You looked enthusiastic. Well, I was going to point out, this is the one that was also my best value for time and money. Was, is my answer for this one. Mm. But please, by all means, like go ahead and use your choice. Uh, oh, absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Right. You, you so, sounded like you wanted to talk. Let's so hear it. I thought that this game was the best value for time and money at first because I got it for free on Epic. But I realized that mm. it's not something that everybody can access for free now. So that's why I ended up going with Snoot. I did not expect to play this game as much as I did. I did not expect to like load it up, check it out, and sit there and play it for six hours. And this game was incredibly addictive until it wasn't, but it was Neon Abyss. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, totally. Like, I am not usually one for that style of game, but Jesus, did that game just make me be like, one more run, one more run, one more yeah. run. Yeah. The- it had a lot of cool variation. It was a neat concept for a game. And I'm re- I mean, I'm glad that we got it for free, frankly, because it does eventually hit a wall and you just kind of lose interest at that point. But before that point, man, I got a lot of enjoyment. Yeah, like, it, like if it could have like found its legs in a good gameplay loop like Hades or Dead Cells did, like it could have been that kind of game for me that I sunk 100 hours into. It's like I completely understand that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I think that's the problem is you're also wanting to compare it to games like Hades and Dead Cells, which are modern day masterpieces, whereas it's just yeah. a pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was like. I didn't put it for best time for value and money because now you can't get it for free anymore. Yeah. It's still not a super expensive game. So like it's like get it on sale. It's worth it. It's worth like the 10, six to 10 hours you'll get out of it for $10 for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I fully agree. You can get a dollar an hour out of a game. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I hate to do that hours per dollar calculation for video games because I think that's unfair to a lot of really great games. Like, there are masterpieces that are short that I didn't spend. Like, I will never have to play Doubt or Gone Home again because you play it once and you know everything yeah. that happens in that game. But, like, I still feel like I got everything I could have out of it that you possibly could, for instance. But, I mean, that's also a cheap Yeah, game. I don't know. I just meant, I just meant sale price-wise. Like, if it's on sale and you can get at least an hour per dollar, like, I don't know. That's a good deal for me. Yeah. So my pick for the most addictive game is uh, it's another it's a game I brought to the show too and I knew it was going to be addictive and I still couldn't stop myself playing it once we started doing it and that would be Downwell which I know I've already given an award to but I got to say I had a great time playing Downwell again and it, it was the exact experience that I yeah, wanted dude, for that it. game was legit great for sure like I really enjoyed playing it and like when I streamed it that one night I was like I didn't want to stop because I knew I was so close to breaking through <laughs> Did you know that one guy that showed up in your stream was the yeah, world, so uh, world record holder? Like, I didn't realize that because I, I didn't follow this thing. I just looked his name up later. Yeah, you I'm told like, me oh, that. Oh, I feel like that uh, Downwell was like this year's Gato Roboto as far as like Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they even had the yeah. same one the same one bit color with the, you know, 
the palette changes and stuff. Like, I think Gato Robot was the reason I thought yeah. about Downwell, even. Right. And for me, the most addictive game, game that kept me coming back and even after we finished it for the show, but like, God, while we were playing it for the show, I couldn't stop playing it. It's Yakuza Zero again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's safe to just give any award. I would give Yakuza Zero the award for best video game that isn't named Yakuza Zero at this point. Like, dude, that is the safest choice for any award. But yeah, you you just, like, there's so many things to do in it. Even you're like, I just want to play OutRun. Well, I could go play Yakuza yeah. Zero. OutRun's yeah. in that. I just want to play slot cars. Brother, I literally had a hankering to play Street Fighter, or not Street Fighter, excuse me, uh, Virtua Fighter the other day, and I almost installed Like a Dragon mm-hmm. just to go to the second <laughs> machine and so I could play <laughs> Virtua Fighter 5. <laughs> Yo. Legitimate. That's funny. Um, so I guess that's my choice now, right? Yeah, do it to it, Lars. All right, yeah. let's see. We still have some some choices left. Let's go best voice acting. Oh, I deleted that category somehow. Oh, well, I know what I was going to give it to. <laughs> well, then we'll, we'll go with you, Willie, Mr. Mustache. What, what did you think was your best voice acting game this week or this year? I was, when I opened it up, I was really upset that there wasn't an option to change the original language because I wanted to hear the game in the original language. And it turned out that's just because they didn't do English dubs for that game. And I'm glad they didn't because I ended up loving the voices in Yakuza 0 so much that, like, I couldn't, Nishiki. Nishiki. I couldn't imagine another voice cast. Nishiki. I couldn't imagine another voice cast. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. I agree that that has great voice acting. I went with a different game, however. Um... For me, I think that the best voice acting was in Batman Arkham City. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, like, it just takes pick. you back My to God. the animated series because, good God, those voice actors are still so good. We miss you, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, that's that, – that might – I might actually – I'm actually going to change my answer. I – I'm changing mine to Batman as well because, good lord, that that Batman the Animated Series voice cast did such a fantastic job. And like you said, it really brought me back. It was like living in a PG-13 version of the Animated Series. And those voices was what made it really immersive from the start. And even little things like Goon Chatter, like seriously, were incredibly well done. Well, boys. Go ahead and uh, hand Bruce Wayne a broom because he's got a sweep. (laughs) It's also nice. Batman Arkham City. Tremendous, dude. You just can't you can't beat that. And Mark Hamill was the Joker mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's too good. Like, how can you not give it to Arkham City? It's too good. <laughs> just perfect. It was literally just perfect. It's it's exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah. In every way. All right. So let's bring it around now to we did best turn-based combat. We never came back to best action combat. Which game did you think had the best action combat? Well, I think I hinted at this when I was talking about us playing a lot of beat-em-ups this year. But ultimately, even though it wasn't my number one beat-em-up of the year, I really did think the actual fighting in Spider-Man was so much better than even Batman and Yakuza. Which is saying a lot, because those games were also very meaty, satisfying fights for the most part. Like, I just felt like Spider-Man more than mm-hmm. anything else. Yep, my uh, my best action combat is also Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, tremendous. It, the fact that it just flows so well, it's like butter, like butter. And, you know, mm-hmm, your punches mm-hmm. feel meaty, yet Spidey feels speedy. Yeah. 
Exactly. You you have that, that that agility that Batman doesn't have, for instance, but you still feel like you're really doing damage. Yeah, for sure. And then when you accidentally like or not accidentally, but when you just like hurricane rana a motherfucker head scissors him straight into the ground. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I came into the game not wanting to like it as much as I did Batman Arkham City because I loved the combat and that so much because like I think we did Arkham City after we'd done Yakuza Zero. I was like, oh man, this is the combat and this is so much better than in Yakuza. And then we go into Spider-Man mm. and I'm just like, this can't be as good. I'm not going to let it be as good. I like Batman. Started playing Spider-Man for like, t- like two hours. Like, fuck, this is way better. <laughs> 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 so yeah, it, it's Spider-Man. It's a, it's a Spider-Man suite for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I, it's funny. Cause I do remember specifically being like, be prepared when we get to Spider Spider Man because they changed the button that you need to hit to block enemies. That is like it's Y in Batman, and I think mm-hmm. it's B in Spider Man, and it's just like that takes some like brain power yeah. to remember. It's like okay, don't just instinctively go and start hitting yeah. Y because you could get fucked up. Alrighty then, Willie, you are up, my good sir. We are yes. creeping down the list. Okay. Yeah, I think at this point we can pretty much just start rounding it out because I think that we have. Three categories left. Games that we're going to get to in 2023, which I think comes after the list usually. And then, and, uh, um, and then the games of the year. The peeps yep. after that. So- wow. And from the peeps. Yes, yeah, true. All right. Well, let's just go ahead and pop best hero and best villain. All right. I know I'm, I'm only supposed to pick one, but yeah, it's a pair. It's obviously a pair, right? Uh, I mean, my best hero is... My best hero may surprise you because it's not who I would have given it to because I think I gave it to him last year. Did I give Kiryu the best hero? How could you have given it to him last year when we played Yakuza? No, because we didn't play Yakuza. Okay. Time travel. (laughs) It's a a prequel. But no, I'm actually going to give my favorite hero award this game because I know he didn't actually say anything. He was just really expressive and fun and silly. I like Juan Mm, Aguacate. That's going. I do like Juan. Guacamole. Yeah. It's the first guacamole award. Guacamole. I wanted to give guacamole. I wanted to give guacamole an award, and I couldn't. Yeah, find dude, one that for it. It, guacamole came so close on a few categories, but like it was so hard because like yeah. the game has a great soundtrack. So does Yakuza Zero. Yeah, but this Yakuza game has, has great yeah. action combat. So did everything else we played this year. <laughs> it's just, it was just so hard. I very like, nearly gave it to action yeah, combat. I love guacamole, and I didn't give it a single like, it, award. It, it, so. If there was a word for just game that feels really good to play, I would say that that would be Guacamelee. Because man, I don't that know, game Spider-Man might have beat it for that award. And so that's why I'm giving. <laughs> Honestly, quite possibly, Spider-Man mm-hmm. felt great to play too. Like that swinging around, yeah. everything about Spider-Man felt great. So poor Juan, he has to compete with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, like Juan for your best hero. Yeah, mine's Kiryu for sure. Like I just love everything about the man. Like Kiryu is my hero now. Like I just want. Every like main character to be Kiryu Kazuma. <laughs> Come on, mm-hmm. a, a yep. dumbass with a heart of gold. One brain cell to use, but goddamn it, <laughs> it's a it's a wholesome one. <laughs> it's a very accepting brain cell too. He's just like, perhaps I could learn a thing from this complete idiot who is just naked <laughs> on a bridge. Um, my best hero is also Kiryu, with a. Very close second being Majima. Yeah. I also considered Majima. Because I, I liked Majima almost more than I liked Kiryu and Zero. But. Great news. Next question is best villain, and that's Majima. <laughs> From uh, Kawami? Yeah. From Kawami, yes. Because obviously he was a hero in one. 
or a zero. All right. Well, then, yeah. What about you, Nate? What was your best villain? My best villain was even the main villain of the game that they were in. I just thought they embodied this archetype so well. He was just doing the job. It was his job, and he wanted to make sure that he did it perfectly. And he was honor-bound and just did everything correctly and still lost. And that was Lieutenant Kuze. Like, such a fantastic character. I can't believe Kuze had that much depth and growth to him. Like, you really, like, when you first meet him, he just seems like a stubborn asshole. And by the time the game is over, you're like, oh, he is a stubborn asshole, but that's why yeah, we love him. Sure. So. He's like someone's <laughs> dad in a good way. I had a tie for this, but since you went with Kuze, which was one of my ties, I'll go with my other answer because you just said everything that I could have said about Kuze. I have two words for you for my best villain. You knew. You knew! Doc Ock, man. Yeah. Dude, that scene is... I got goosebumps right now. That scene when they're on that side of that building and Spider-Man... Or Peter realizes that Doc Ock knew he was fucking Spider-Man the whole time. And now he just doesn't give a shit. Because he's let that machine take him over and make him different than he was. And it's just... Dude, what a wild ride the end of Spider-Man ended up being. Yeah, dude. So good. Like, like how many good stories in action games did we play this year? Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It's saying something that we played Batman this year and it's not even getting right? almost any awards. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's one of the best games of all time and yet it's number three in its class for this Stupid. year. <laughs> it's wild, yeah. It, um. And then I, I guess that just leaves one category, so it doesn't matter really who picks it. It's most fun. What is the game that you had the most fun with? Yeah, for me, the most fun was swinging around Manhattan. The most fun game ended up being Spider-Man. Just like a ball from beginning to end. Just great time. That is also what I have. I just, I just absolutely adored every second of Spider-Man. Like, it's just, just, just such a fun game. It is exactly what. Like, you, you couldn't ask for that game. Like, it shouldn't be that good. It feels so perfect. I, I'm not going to give it a... It's not a clean sweep. Ooh. It's not a clean sweep. Because of my love of simulation and watching numbers go up, the most fun that I had was playing Cabaret in Yakuza 0, dude. <laughs> That's so fair. I, All right. Yakuza yeah. 0 is my answer because it was like, do I want to go fight in a fucking underground fighting tournament? I go do that. Do I want to go sell some girls to some lonely men? I can do that. Do I just want to go get hammered? I can do that. <laughs> do I want to go find a really big, beefy dude and try to beat him up and take all his money? I can do that. You ever wanted to punch a dude wearing a golden suit? You can do that. <laughs> it's just, I just had a blast playing that game. And the it. side quests were just so funny that it made me smile while I was playing. So. Yeah, I feel that. Which then... Leads us to game of the year, right? I wonder what it is. <laughs> yep. Pag- Paganitsu, obviously. <laughs> Willie didn't even laugh. because <laughs> well, I, 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 I was trying to make a <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Great minds think alike, my good sir. Oh, um, so, do we want a 3 2 1? <laughs> I mean, good luck lining that up on the. Discord to the audacity recording. Oh yeah, no fuck, fuck that. Okay, so we're all in agreement then. It is <laughs> verbal space program. 
Planet yep. Coaster. Which won no awards this year, despite being really good. And Planet Coaster also really good. We played a lot of great games this year that we just didn't yeah, end we up We don't have a category for best simulation, so. No, I guess it would be between Kerbal Space Program and Planet, Planet Coaster. A quick, everybody, Planet favorite Coaster. simulation. Coaster. I'll go with Kerbal. Cool. I've got Kerbal. <laughs> no clean sweep for the Coaster Boys. <laughs> um. You can't just coast into this one. But yes, the game of the year, as everyone knows, is Yakuza yep. 0. This is maybe the best video game we've ever played in our lives. Holy shit, this game is incredible. I cannot recommend it yeah. enough. Yeah. Drop what you're doing, stop listening to us, and go play Yakuza, <laughs> idiot. It's the greatest game. It's the best. It's just the yeah, best it, video it's game. It's freaking period. incredible. Like, I don't know how much more we can say about it than we already have through the course of all the awards it's won this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I knew I would like this game. I thought I would probably love this game. I had no idea I would hold it in the same like regard as like Free Space 2 and Doom 2 and shit. Like it is up in the uppermost echelon of perfect yeah. fucking games to me. And what's what's wild to me is like it kind of came out of nowhere, you know, and all of a sudden now we have this game that's it well it was 7 games long and is now going to be like 9 or 10 games long. And we just have this entire series ahead of us. We've played two. We have a ton fucking left. Yeah. I'm it's wonderful. Very much looking forward yeah. to continuing the series and just like never stopping. I keep making them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Which reminds me, I guess our go home category before we get to the video of your questions is games you're looking forward to playing in 2023. Yes. I have a handful of them. I have a few as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've written four down, and all of them are sequels yeah. to things we've already played. I have four games as well. One, two, three, four, five. I have six. Okay. With a caveat seven, because we announced it on the last episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah, to that, for too, sure. but we yeah. already know we're doing it. So, yeah. Um, so, do we all have Yakuza Kiwami 2 written down as games? <laughs> we all None have Yakuza Kiwami 2. I don't. No, because I knew both of you would write it down. <laughs> I wrote both Kiwami 2 and also Like a Dragon Ishin. Yeah, now Ishin, that's going to be sweet. Yeah. No, I, I wrote down games that I don't think any either of you would pick. Yeah. So these would be like games that I'll pick eventually, possibly. For sure. My other two then are uh, Trolls SC, obviously. I think Nate Marley also has that one. I didn't write down Single RPG. Trolls SC. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, man. And my other one is obviously Free Space 2. I can't wait to play that. That's going to be a blast. Hopefully you guys can... We can, now we have the installation worked out. We won't have to, you know, run it all last minute. We can actually oh, yeah. get the full game played yeah. through for the most part. Yeah, for sure. For me, I have Sonic Generations on the list. I'm going to make that's going to be a host pick one week because I think Ooh. that's going to be a really fun one for all of us to play through. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Holy shit! I want to yes, get dude. Doom sixty four yes. in next year. Nice. I, I have thought about picking that occasionally, but and I have Resident Evil 2 down. I really want to play that for the show. All of these make me very oh, happy. Yeah. And then I guess your fourth would be Kiwami too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mine. Dude, Kiwami 2 has been argued to be the best game in the series by people. So uh, I'm looking forward oh, to yeah. that. I didn't realize that. Well, then fuck yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, the only reason I didn't put it on my list is because I figured that y'all would pick it. And I also didn't put Trails SC on my list because I figured that Willie would pick it. <laughs> so. I sure did. I'm reliable, predictable, <laughs> and stupid. My games, Nexomon Extinction, 
Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm looking forward to that one. One, just because I am interested in what Nate would think of it, Rune Factory 4 special. Ooh, okay. Got fishing, if yeah. that helps. <laughs> fishing always helps. We haven't played, we didn't play a, we didn't play a Stardew like this year, actually. So, yeah. like the last one we played was Graveyard yeah. Keeper. Um, this one's probably going to be one of my choices sooner rather than later, because I know we all three have it on Epic. And if not, if Willie, if this is one of the ones that you missed, I will buy it for you. The Hunter Call of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm pretty sure I, I'll hunting. check that real quick. Uh, I don't know that I claim today's Epic game, so I'm just looking on Epic right now. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, today doing- is pretty cool. It's like a Lego game. Yeah, I don't. But it, I didn't it, claim it yet. I need to do that. Oh right yeah, now. no, I got it already. Yep. The animation style is really cool looking. You said you do have the hunter. I do. I do okay, have the hunter. Maybe. Yeah. I also did claim today's game too. The um, Lego. Stuff. So one one cool thing about the hunter call of the wild is online all of the reservations are open. So like, if you want to play them offline, you have to buy the DLC. Otherwise, okay. you're stuck with an almost. But, but, but you can online, play them free- oh, all of cool. them are open, so you can play with your friends no matter what. Sweet. That's yeah. neat. I like that. Um, then I got Coromon, which is another. Okay, another, another Mon game. game. Yeah. Uh, Oblivion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You going to hook us up with some mods? Oh, are we going to mod? I was going to say, are we going to mod the shit out of it or are we going to uh, play vanilla? I'll, I'll hook you up with the, like, the, the mods that make it less buggy. Yeah. The yeah. QL shit. Okay, other yeah. than that, okay. I mean, and I'll, maybe maybe the ones that make them not so potato looking, <laughs> the, the characters. I like the, the the characters looking like potatoes is half uh, that's of the fair. joke that's though. Fair. So funny. And then and then finally, um, and I put this one on here reluctantly because I might save this one for another year as much as it pains me, because I'm asking you guys to play Persona Five over the year, and that's a long game. Mm-hmm. This is also a long game, The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh, okay. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I'm happy what with that. You? I thought you were going to tell us you wanted to play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> It was so bad, it's, the internet just censored you. What was it? Oh, <laughs> oh Kingdom Hearts. Oh. oh, there's no reason to say oh no about that. That's winning the poll right now. But also, the first oh, Kingdom Hearts shit. isn't that long. Oh, God. I think it's like a Fuck. little over 20 hours. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm so scared, dude. <laughs> of Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> Why? It's just yeah. a little action game. Uh, I'm just going to close my eyes and pretend it's Xenoblade the whole time. Yeah, you'll be fine, man. I think, I think once you get into it and get the combat in, it's fun. It really is. I'm sure I'll. I'm sure I'll like it. I just I know that the Kingdom Hearts franchise has a lot of games, and even like the mobile games with idiotic titles like 2.8 are canon. Yeah, well, 2.8 isn't a mobile game, but yes, no, absolutely. Union Road X was the mobile <laughs> game, and that's not even a better. That's not a better name at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a bunch of them. But like, really, if we just played like Kingdom Hearts one, two, and three, you'd be fine. I think so. Did you know there's a zero point two? I'm sure there is. Uh, I guess that completes the <laughs> 2.8 who the f- I, I don't know I, I don't even try to find this like follow the story deeply anymore now I just play them because they're fun especially because Kingdom Hearts 3 is a beautiful game to look at and I can't wait to play that on PC because I played that shit on PS4 and I bet it's buttery smooth and beautiful on oh, PC oh 0. 0.2 <laughs> is part of 2.8 Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage, is one of three releases that are part of the Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Yeah. Every word of that pain. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to look up. Final Chapter Prologue? Oh, yeah, that was the, the they like released something to hype up the, the Kingdom Hearts 3 because it wasn't quite like ready to come out yet. Yeah, that's two, that's 2.8. 
Kingdom Hearts. How long is the first Kingdom Hearts? 28 and a half hours. That's not bad. That's still withable. Wait, 2.8 hours? 28 and a half hours. 2.8. Final chapter prologue. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Birth by sleep fragmentary passage. What are these titles? What's the one that's like an improper fraction that is unreduced? Uh, 351 over six days or something. Two, 358 over yeah, two that, days. That's actually condensed to a movie these days. Like they, there's like two of the Kingdom Hearts games that they just took them and instead of like trying to remaster the games, they just took all the cutscenes, upscaled and remastered the cutscenes and released them as movies. Square, Square Enix, everybody. Dalton, 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 Dalton. Why do you do this to me? Because Kingdom Hearts is fun, man. And the and the fans, the fans I believe really- that Kingdom Hearts is fun. I just cannot believe these titles. Although I, my favorite, my favorite of the Kingdom Hearts titles is. Dream dot dream drop distance because that's D D D three D and it was the yeah, game for the three DS. That's cute. Yeah, that's cute. I like that. That's cute. I like when games are like whatever advance or whatever sixty four or whatever or like how uh, Dawn of Sorrow was the first DS Castlevania because Dawn of Sorrow DS. Oh yeah, I never put that together. Um, so we only had a couple entries for the. Uh, favorite moment of the year from the fans so i figure we'll just throw them in before we get to the questions um okay jeremy's favorite moment was when jezza guest hosted he said that that was easily the best episode of the steam machine podcast ever who i wasn't there <laughs> who i don't listen to the episodes i'm not on what are you talking about and then uh kana said yakuza zero Another another award for Yakuza Zero was a good episode, and it actually got me to buy the game, even though my potato of a computer at the time could barely run it. But hopefully, Kana's new computer Aww. will be able to run it. Especially since we just spent this entire episode hyping yeah, it up again. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. My mouth tastes like Yakuza Zero right now. <laughs> Yakasoba? It tastes like Yakisoba, um, yeah. So, Nate, do you have the questions in the notes? I don't have them. I do, I do. Okay. So, I'll roll through these. Our first one comes in from our boy, Brian414, the historian of TSMP Productions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you. For yes. He wants to know, which one of you is the steamiest boy? And that's Dalton. Probably me. <laughs> I take really hot showers, but yeah, it's probably Dalton. That's probably me. I mean, he's been doing the steamy thing for almost three years now. So that's more than any of us can say. Jesus Christ. Yeah, in June, it'll be three years. <laughs> Fucking hey, Where's the time go? That's why my brother sent me this new mic. Because he's like, he said he admired my uh, gusto was sticking with it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you, Christopher. <laughs> All right. Damn, imagine having a brother that sends you things. Just kidding. <laughs> thank you, All righty then. Our next one comes in from Dane, who wants to know... What game are you most dreading the prospect of having to play in 2023? I think I know Willie's answer. I think I can guess. <laughs> I'm a little scared of Kingdom Hearts. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit scared. It's just that I know that it's the tip of the iceberg game. And while when we first get into it, it's just going to be Goofy and Sora fighting against Jack Skellington or whatever. Later on, it gets really... So just don't pay attention to those parts and just play the game. I'm not planning on getting story sucked in on that one. <laughs> I can't wait till we meet Sephiroth. I heard Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 1 is like the notorious, like most difficult uh, the hardest boss, boss fight I've ever fought ever in any game. He's, yep. he's played Bellion's he, best. Which is awesome. Uh, what uh, game are you dreading playing, Dalton? 
I'll give you Nate. Uh, Nate I'll give you a hint. Don't uninstall <laughs> Free Space Two. <laughs> Man, what game am I dreading playing? I, you know, I don't know. Like, I have a lot of games in the list. Um, I know there's so many. It's like there's a little bit of creeping dread for Persona, just because I know it's so much game. And even though I think I'm gonna love it, I really do think that that's just the number of hours before me is a little intimidating too. In a way that even Kingdom Hearts 1 isn't. That's why I gave you 365 days to play it, my good sir. Uh, Not 358 (laughs) over two days. (laughs) No, but what's fun is uh, Persona plays out over a calendar year in the game. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Man. um, So as long as I keep ahead of the calendar. I'm sure my answer is some Metroidvania. (laughs) Unless it's it's Ori in the Blind Forest. Because I actually am looking forward to playing that at some point, but... Oh, damn, they didn't say Ori and the Blind Forest I mean, is a list of games he wants to get to next year, but yeah, I'm sure it's, it's still on there. The it's like, there's list. so many, though. It's like so hard to like, I don't want to name 30 games that I want to get to next year because I know I won't. Sonic Sonic 4 that's Episode true. 1 or 2, whatever it is. That, that's my answer. Oh, God, we do have to play Sonic 4 eventually, don't we? I don't even know if it's good or bad. I just know that people hate that game. So It's bad. Uh, it's not Sonic Advance bad, but I, it's pretty bad. Sonic Advance was good. What are you talking about? Yes. You like Sonic Advance? Um, okay, cool. <laughs> I wish I wish y'all could have just seen the facials on both of them when they just had that little discourse. <laughs> um, but I guess, thankfully, we haven't had. I like that you described it as facial. Thankfully, like we haven't wrestler. had any of these games come up for the show, so I know it's bound to happen eventually. But I'm dreading the prospect of having to play like any RTS kind of game. Oh yeah, you didn't even like Brutal Legend because yeah. it had too much RTS in it. Yeah. And you wanted to love that game. Like, I could tell how much you yeah, wanted to sure. love that game. Are you talking like... Wh- it's Jack Black's Tenacious D, the video game, basically. We're talking like yeah. Command and Conquer, Warcraft, those types of games? Pretty much. Or are you t- Like anything or are you where you have command oh, okay. units and all that kind of... Oh. So you're not going <clears> to... <throat> Man, I, I'm interested to see how you're going to be with XCOM. I'm going to hate it. I don't think I'm going to absolutely think- fucking hate it. <laughs> at least XCOM isn't real no, time, though, right? Yeah. So at least it's, it is that... But I'm. But if it's also famous for being one of those games, it's like you have a ninety percent chance of hitting. You miss. You miss. Yeah. <laughs> like you hate yourself. That math becomes a and lie. Like you in can that create, game. like, say you could create you, me, Willie, and everybody, and we might show up in the pool of people that you can bring into your squad, and then you can have a squad with us in there. But if we die, we die. Yeah. And then we're gone. And uh, so that's like a, that's the thing with XCOM is getting attached to your squad mates and then accidentally fucking up in a battle and then losing them and then you having to deal with that like they're not going to be there anymore and shit. But yeah, I figured that that was going to be Sad. your answer was XCOM. So when you said RTS, I was like, eh, I'll lump XCOM in with that. Yeah, any just RTS or any kind of basic strategy. Like I just don't like strategy games. Like even Final Fantasy Tactics was too much for me. I'm just like this isn't fun. <laughs> I'm surprised you got as much as you did out of Trails and it, considering it looks like, like Final it, Fantasy Tactics when you first go into combat. You know, the fact that you like Trails <clears throat> gives me hope that you will probably at least somewhat enjoy Disgaea. Yeah, I feel like you could you could be booted in like maybe something like a Advanced Wars or Fire Emblem or something actually might be. Yeah, your they're liking. way more RPG than tactical, but they just still have that grid based combat. But like Disgaea. Yeah when you hit someone for like 3 billion damage, it's pretty fucking satisfying because like the numbers in Disgaea are just, they get astronomically high as far as damage and health and things. Disgaea was an idle game before yeah, idle yeah, games existed. It was. All right. All right. Next one also comes in from Dane who asks, what non Yakuza title are you most moist to? 
And it's worded like this because I made fun of Dane on <laughs> the, the, the Discord for putting moist when he meant to put most. So <laughs> I think what he really wants to know is what non-Yakuza title we're most looking forward to. Let's well, see, we gave a few games. Well, I guess we can name some more games that we're looking forward hey, to playing. Um, I'm honestly just stay the same ones that I said before. Like, I really want to play Sonic Generations, Yakuza Kiwami 2, Doom 64, and Resident Evil 2. It's not for the podcast, but I'm really, really, really looking forward to the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC. Like, that is absolutely going to be so dope. And Hades 2 as well. Like, I am absolutely <laughs> jacked beyond belief at those games. Hmm. I'm going to say Persona 5 because I know you find it daunting, but I think once you guys start playing it and you start getting enwrapped in the story. Now, there's the one thing that I, the caveat, it's a slow start. Because it's it's some it's some world I'm building. With that. Think of it like an anime. The first couple episodes are getting you into the world yeah. and stuff. But then there's a specific moment that happens, and I think that it might pull you guys in the exact way, same way it did me when I first played through. Where it's just like this moment happens, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Okay. Like now, I'm just imagining a single moment that would pull me really into an anime story, and all I can think of is like two episodes into uh, what's the show called? Uh, Madoka Magica. <laughs> Where, like, something really big happens all of a sudden after it had been, like, a really cute magical girl show for two episodes and all of a sudden shit changes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Plus the music. <clears throat> I think that that's going to be another game that kills yeah. the, the music category. Yeah, because I already know some of the songs just from Smash Absolutely. Bros. And, like, good God, Last Surprise mm-hmm. is going to win all the awards next year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the song's so fucking good. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be real hard to find another one that beats that. Unless there's a really good Yakuza karaoke song in yeah. Wami 2. I, I will say uh, in Royal, it switches back and forth between the Royal, like, because they changed some of the music. But you do still hear Last Surprise. And... You sent us the royal battle yeah. theme, and it was Here's really good too. And this is like something I've really learned this year, and just over the last couple of years. Sega, who is Atlas, Atlas is Sega. Sega puts yeah. hella good soundtracks in their games. Yes. I am thee, and thou art I. Am I. Thou, thou art yeah. I. Yeah. Sega soundtracks <laughs> are bangers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Like I just, I just expect Sega to not miss. Like t- seriously, that, the only reason I didn't vote for Sonic Frontiers to win Best Soundtrack is because <laughs> we didn't play it for the podcast. I almost <laughs> nominated it anyway. Because <laughs> like Vandalize is incredibly sick. I love the uh, Level One Two Cyberspace yeah. song a ton. Yeah. Like there's just so many great songs. Oh, right. So these next two questions, I'm gonna kind of say we're not gonna do because they're basically questions that were from awards. These are from Jeff. What was the biggest surprise of 2022, and what was the biggest disappointment of 2022? Those are pretty much. I do have one separate answer for disappointment, and it's just that uh, One Piece World Seeker got delayed, mm. and that Starfield got delayed, yeah, and that Hogwarts Legacy got delayed. <laughs> yeah. Those are my disappointments. Then I'm good now. Okay, uh, but this one also comes from Jeff, which I think is pertinent and. Are there any future changes to the show's format in 2023? And for me, I think that's a possibility, but I think the main one is, like we said, we're taking the entire year to play one video game this year. And I think that's going to be a big format change for us. We're giving ourselves plenty of time so we can put together one really good Persona 5 episode. Yeah. And I I think like for the games that we have that are, say, like past... 40, 50 hours, because like 40 hours, you know, we might be able to do two episodes on that and knock it out or get close enough. But when you start getting into the games that are like 60 hours long and and God forbid I throw Agarest Generations of War, y'all, that game's 120 <laughs> hours long or so, <laughs> like um, 140 hours, some stupid amount. 
Like those types of games. <laughs> you see you guys next week on Kingmaker Pathfinder Part Seven. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Like if Kingmaker, I don't, I don't want to throw those games at you guys and try to make you cram them in a month. Yeah, and just try to just do like two episodes and knock them out. So it's like I would rather us take those long games and take a long time to play them. Now. You know, I'm not expecting you guys to bust it out and have that game done by fucking July or whatever. But if you do, so be it. You know, that's your prerogative, however you want to play it. But also, like, I don't want Persona 5 to interfere with what we're doing for the other games, too. So it's kind of just going to be like a downtime game. Like, mm. you know, uh, if we're playing a particularly shorter game for the for the show, play a little Persona 2. That's all I ask. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good way to do things moving yeah. forward. Because I know we used to have our short game poll for when we had these really long games that we knew were going to take multiple episodes. I think if we do, like Dalton said, like a 40-plus hour game, I don't think we should do multiple episodes yeah. on it per se. But find a Midnight Mysteries for Hana Houdini to play and do an episode on that one week while we also play mm. that, while we also play Persona. That way we can... Okay, so your suggestion is to do, like, a short game first instead of doing it as, like, an intermediate episode, right? Okay. So, like, instead of part one, then Midnight Mysteries, then part two, it would just be, we play Midnight Mysteries for the next episode. We have two weeks to work on that, but those two weeks are also playing the the future. I I love that idea, dude. That would I think that's brilliant. Especially now that we switched to the bi-weekly format. That would probably track better for downloads, too, because downloads always seem to drop for parts like two and three. Yeah, because I noticed like Yakuza part Zero yeah. Part Two did not get anywhere near as many downloads as part one. So I think that, you know, behind the scenes a little bit, I think it does make sense for us to not do episodes in multiple parts as much. But um, yeah, another format change I think we've kind of discussed a little bit is going a little less plot heavy on some of these games. Like when we did Trails in the Sky, hmm. that episode was exhausting honestly just trying to recall the plot and talk about it. i know towards the end of it i was like tripping all over my tongue trying to just say what happened in the game i don't think we really want to do it like that anymore because it's like a exhausting and two do y'all like listening to that i don't know i know adam does but i don't know if i know adam does yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I also it gets to the point where like, yes, I have things to comment on when the game gets to certain points in the game, but also like you'll hit like four or five major plot beats where the only thing to say is, wow, that happened yeah. and it surprised yeah. and me, I, you know? I feel like just like freeform talking about the games isn't, you know, is going to flow. Me too. Anyway. So it's like if the plot points come up in conversation, that's fine, but we don't need to cover every minute detail in between. I agree. Yeah. You know? Like. We get backgrounds on characters. Yeah. We talk about what the characters do in the game, what they did, but we don't have to say, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Because, Adam, yeah. I know you like it, but your episodes where you do that, they're still only 20 minutes long or 30, 40 minutes long. Ours get to three hours, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think on the last episode, when me and Jeff were trying to describe the plot of Free Space yeah. 1 to you guys, I think we did a good job of covering it without it being literally great. bullet point by bullet yeah. I think it's trickier to do that thing like with RPGs because they are so plot dependent, but yeah. we'll find different ways to talk about them because yeah. like, like I said, I can't do that for every RPG anymore. It's too hard. Yeah, and I would, I would rather it be like, yeah. you know, if we put out a three hour episode, that's because we just had so much to talk about that it ended up being three hours. Exactly. Instead of it's because we were trying to get all this information in. Yeah, because we're trying to talk about a 60-hour game in three hours. It's like, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and just trying to say everything that happens is even like ma- major plot points get cut, let alone like the minor stuff, like the stuff that makes you feel these things about these characters in the first place. Like, I don't know how much telling you X character kills Y character means when you've just spent the last 10 minutes hearing yeah. about them instead of nine hours yeah. playing with them, you know? Absolutely. Any other uh, format changes y'all think of that we kind of talked about or anything Dalton you might have had brewing in the brain? Well, I'm. I feel like since I've been on the show, I tried to push the show to having a little bit more of a structured format and all of that. And I think that, like, we have, like, the obligatory Wikipedia bullshit at the front of the show and before that, the Patreon. And then, like, we have, like, the ending, the house cleaning and all that. And I think we've got a really nice happy medium between a really segment-based show versus a freeform show. And I think that – I think we're doing great. I actually wouldn't change very much aside from, like Nate said, uh, move a little bit away from plot summaries. But that's just something we consciously have to try to do because we do tend to summarize shit really hard <laughs> if we can help ourselves. Um, <clears throat> it's not necessarily a format change, but I want to start um, throwing different kinds of games at y'all. For sure. Like uh, yeah, absolutely. I would yeah. love to try some different stuff. Like we didn't play any like strategy games this year, for instance. We only played two RPGs, yeah. you know, uh, little oh, things like uh, that. You know, I mean, it's really easy for us to get into platformer and first person shooter and all and, that. And, and the fact that we only played two RPGs like pains me, but I understand. Like RPGs are typically long ass games. But I think with that format thing that I suggested earlier, it makes it a little bit easier if we do a short game and an RPG. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that'll help with that in the long run. Cause like, I would like to play more RPGs too. So same, but I also like, I think the format suggestion that that, like, that's a great suggestion for like 40 hour games. And then for games like persona that are a million years long, like I think what we're doing this. I also think that it works out that we have this really, really long game. So if we do get another long game that we want to do like that way, we can just have like, okay, this is our month off persona or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. and then, um, but yeah, I mean, we've mentioned like we have not done a legitimate racing game for this. Yeah, which is bonkers. I really want to, but the thing is, when that comes around to my host pick, I'm like, do I want to pick the racing game or do I want to make the boys play Sonic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, man. And Sonic is and a believe racing me, game. The internal struggle with me is always, do I throw this game at him? How long is it? Uh, do I really want to throw that at him? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I get that. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's so with with the way you're saying it, I won't feel as bad about doing that. Um, mm-hmm. but there's just there's there's a few different series that I have that I've never really delved into that I've always been like Disgaea, for example. Like, I would love to play a Disgaea game yeah. and see what those are all about because I own a couple of them. But um, but yeah, that's just you know I don't know maybe uh just switching it up where we're not playing like the same. Like we played a lot of action games this year, and I know I'm contradicting myself because the first game of next year is fucking Tomb Raider, <laughs> which is an action game. Okay, but. I just really love Laura Croft. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and one thing I really like too is how we did October this year. I wouldn't mind having another month where we do a special kind of theme where we do a weekly show instead of a bi-weekly show. Cause I wouldn't be opposed to putting out a couple more episodes Aww. occasionally a year just to, I, I like recording. Sometimes like, it got really hard when we were doing it weekly yeah. at one point. So I don't want to go back to that necessarily, but they're, I would would not mind doing more episodes. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, I love the idea of doing like I love the idea of doing like a maybe a Valentine's Love Month or a Feel Good <laughs> Games of the Summer July or something like that. You yeah, know, I wouldn't mind that at all. Because like, do one in the uh, do one in like the the spring and then the fall. Yeah, that sounds really good. We'll uh, we'll hash that out. Yeah, 
So I feel like we, we backed off to bi-weekly because we were really self-aware that we were uh, not managing our time well and we weren't getting games finished and all of that. And I don't think that the Halloween season ended up being too much of a strain on us. So, like, I think that doing it, like, kind of alternating like that would be a good idea. And I'm on board. And plus, we don't even finish games <laughs> when we do them bi-weekly a lot of the time anyway. I'm the only one that beat Free Space, even the guy that paid us to play Free Space to beat it. That's fair. That's fair. I, like usually, like I'm cool. Like I'm happy if one of us, at least, if at least one of us gets close to being. Yeah, there. I was the sacrificial but, yeah, lamb on Outlast too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least one of us usually gets towards the end, or at least beats it. But um, but yeah, man, that's all. That's all first for myself. I'm glad I only played as much Outlast two as I did. I would not have been happier yeah. if I played more. <laughs> yeah, that I, game. I told you to stop because I knew what you would do. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have Blair Witch for you. You're welcome. And I would have been even more miserable. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I appreciate that. All right. Really. So Thank let's you. go ahead and move on to the next one. Um, this one's also from Jeff, and he wants to know Are you planning to do any revisits of old games played, like, for example, Fallout 4, Doki Doki Literature Club, etc.? And one that's a big yes. Yeah. In fact, you actually literally named one that we're planning yeah. to redo. Uh, whether we do it like relatively soon or if it's my pick in October for my my week, uh, we are absolutely playing DDLC yeah. Plus this year. Yes. Because um, I've never played it. I've never played it I've at never all. played the Plus version. So, like, I'm never relatively unspoiled. Like, I've listened to a few things about it years ago. So, like, it's not stuck with me. So, like, it's going to be legit first-time player kind of deal with me going into that one. So, yeah, Nate knows what Monica looks like. Not without it, but I uh, also too for that episode. I don't know if I'll have her guest, but I might do like a little segment that I add in where I talk to Megan about it because I sat there and watched her. Like she she played up until mm. the point where things happened, mm. and then I watched from there on. And just watching her reactions mm. to everything was fucking priceless. Yeah. Like. <laughs> So when the song Sayonara yeah. first plays? And there are yeah. also some okay, yeah. games like in yeah. the history of the show, because like I was listening to the show before I was on the show, right? And there's yeah. some games from back then that I yeah. wouldn't mind getting my hands on. Like, for instance, like uh, I forgot they played that one already. Psychonauts is a big one for me that a couple we... times. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Psychonauts would be one of them. Another one might even be like uh, Tinker, The Last Color. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, uh, the, the last Tinker City. Of yeah, Color. that's it. Because <laughs> that one, that one really intrigued me. Well, that sounded really and cool. also um, there was another big one that was jumping Bug Snacks because that was before I was on the show as well. And I think that would be a really fun one for the three of us to dive into at some point. I would absolutely love to do Bug Snacks again. So I am scrolling back through the episodes on Anchor real quick so I can just kind of briefly look through and see if there's anything that jumps out at me. Um, I would say Arkham Asylum, but Nate, you played through that off the show. Yeah. And we did we did uh, Arkham City. I think we. I feel like we kind of covered that, that a little bit with yeah. Um, I would be interested eventually to see what you guys thought of the Outer Worlds. Yeah, that was um, one that I listened to you and Ryan, and I thought that game yeah. sounded really really interesting. So like, especially if I was playing it for the show, I could get into it. So like, yeah, it sounded like you get a lot of decisions to make in that game, and that sounds really exciting for me. Like, it sounded like the decisions are just so much more meaningful than when like yeah. Skyrim and Fallout and stuff. Um, Nate, I don't know how much you would get along with it, but Willie, I would absolutely be interested in what you thought of Sid Meier's Pirates. Right? Okay. Um, one that, now that I'm thinking about it, this might be like my go-to if I pick one this year. The Talos Principle. So, that's 
Okay, yes, absolutely. That is absolutely one I've been wanting to get around. Actually, you know what? Wouldn't be a bad idea is if we just combined two of these questions we had this week. What if we did like a summer of revisits or something like do over may or be something. good i think there are like i think like you said outer worlds or outer wilds is a long game so that one might be a little bit of a struggle unless yeah. we just save that yeah that's true no no, no that's not a bad idea we might be able to do that one, like, at the end of the month so we have ourselves a month to play that with a few shorter games that are revisits between it yeah i'm just like i shouldn't be saying this yeah. on air i should be saying this to you guys later because i don't want to give people like a false hope it's just it's just me no, no, rolling things over my head sorry this is a behind the curtain question it's fun um, like Wonder Boy would be great. I would love to play that one. Oh yes, hell like yes. Wonder Boy. I think you guys would really absolutely really that game. Um, yeah, I played the Turbo Graphics version, but I never played the original or the uh, PC remake. And uh, the last one that jumps out to me is I would really like to go back and redo Far Cry Four because that was one of the first episodes that was like <clears throat> left to me doing it by myself when I thought it was going to be me and Ryan and it ended up being like 20 something minutes long. And I just feel like far cry four is a much better game than that and deserves more. Yeah. So um, like all those ones that you did by yourself, like I feel like are worth revisits. Yeah. I was thinking of West of loathing oh, too. West of loathing, yeah. Like, I think that yeah. would be a game. I, would I think enjoy. Both of you would really like West of loathing. I think, <laughs> yeah. So those yeah. ones you did by yourself, if there's some ones that you really want to redo, let us know because I think that those are very valid to, come back up yeah let me know if you want to do pokemon uranium so I can not be on the episode <laughs> okay. that week. no i think that one's good for what it is um there are a couple other fan-made pokemon games i might throw at you but uranium i've already done so. yeah we got next we got nexamon coming we're good no, it's, it's uranium in yeah. specific yeah yeah we got nexamon and coromon and, and we're, uh, we're good I, I gotta say uh i might throw digimon at y'all yeah sometime. Hell yeah. Didn't, isn't Sur- uh, Digimon Sleuth the one you play? But there's also Survive yep. that came out fairly recently. Then, that uh, sounds pretty cool. So Cyber Sleuth comes together in a two-pack now because there's two sides to the story. There's there's Cyber Sleuth and there's Hacker's Memory. Okay. Um, so And I have not played Hacker's Memory. Cool. So there's that. I just finished my book and I'm sad. <laughs> All right. So cool stuff. Yeah. So definitely planning some revisits. We actually get more in out of that question than I thought we would, Jeff, so thank you. This next one comes in from Madokin Queen. Will we really get Silk Song? And if so, thoughts or predictions? <laughs> Girl, I've been waiting so long for this game. <laughs> like, I I think it's going to be incredible when it comes out in the year 2026. <laughs> <sighs> That's all I have to say about that. Silk Song... Silk Song will come out after the album Chinese Democracy, but before the actual thing. Chinese <laughs> it might Democracy. come out around the same time as Elder Scrolls Six. Wait, didn't that album That's actually what I was about come to out? Say is that Chinese, Chinese Democracy did come out, and it was awful. Apparently, um, That's right. Oh my god, it came out in two thousand eight. I need to update my references. <laughs> the uh, I was going to make the joke that it'll probably come out and get overshadowed by Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> but nice. nice. Um, so this one's is from Adam, and I think I might have no Dalton's answer. So, what is a franchise or series you would like to start in 2023? Oh, franchise or series? I mean, my go-to answer is Persona, but since we're doing that, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, okay. I like that. Ah. One that I would like to start is Resident Evil, because we haven't done that for the show at all, and I think that's going to be a ball when we get to it, because I've played some of Resi 2. Played about four hours in it before we started our Halloween um, series of games. I just think both, I think all of us would really love playing that one. 
Yeah, I want to go ahead and say that I don't think you should hold Resident okay. Evil for October. Like, if you want to yeah. play it, we okay. just play fair. it as a regular Because I, I, I was kind of sad that Resident Evil 2 lost to Outlast 2 in the poll, and I'm still a little bitter about it. <laughs> That's yeah. my bad. No, you're good, homie. <laughs> I do have one other answer, but Willie, please go first. I don't got anything. I don't know anything. I've never played a video game before in my life. You're not excited for anything? I want to play... No, no, I, actually, I take that back. Ooh, I want to play yeah. Monster Rancher. Okay. I'd keep almost picking it as a game. I know you just said you had all those Mon games you wanted to play next year, so maybe hey. next year will be the Mon game. Thing. Hell yeah. Maybe this year was hey, the beat-em-up cool year. Me too. Um, I'd really want to play the Monster Rancher 2 remake and finally actually, you know, get the Phoenix without it crashing my emulator. <laughs> I, I have two more answers, actually, for this. One, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! I would love to play Mortal hell Kombat. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. Yes, and you yeah. two already have it too. So, like, yes. yeah, I'm absolutely on board with that. And Wolfenstein. Ah, uh, which oh. Wolfenstein? The old school original? Yeah, we done a couple of dunes. I'm sure he means like the new order um, and ones like that. That's a good question. I might start in the middle. <clears throat> that was strictly speaking. There's like five Wolfenstein series. Yeah, I might because there's like there's Wolfenstein the original yep. game, Castle Wolfenstein. Then there's Wolfenstein 3D and its sequels. Then there's uh, the Wolfenstein that came Terrible. out in like 2003, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, I want to say. I didn't like it. Is it? <laughs> oh, I love that game. And then there was like, then there was like the middle series and there's the newest ones. And I'm like, there's like that many Wolfensteins now. Yeah, I want to play uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, but I want to play the version that's on Steam. You know how Steam did the thing where you can download mods now? Yeah. Like through there <laughs> and they're actual like standalone games. Um. There's one for Return to Castle Wolfenstein that's supposed to make it like way better. Okay. So I'd like to check that out. Um but yeah, I was referring to the the new series. Okay. Um I don't remember what the first one was called. First the New Blood. It was just called Wolfen- Wolfenstein, the one from 1999. Uh, no, that's the middle series. The new one is uh, the New Colossus, right? New Blood, or Young Blood. Or something like that. Young, Young Blood. Blood was like a spin-off, or not a spin-off, but it was about the daughters of BJ Blazkowicz. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I guess it, Wolfenstein new 2 Order. the New Colossus. The new, the new order, the new software. Okay, okay 2014. Yeah, new order. Yeah, yeah, Wolfenstein. That's one. Just Wolfenstein. We'll figure it out. Wolfenstein. Edit in post. Let's go. <laughs> There's a lot of them. All right, cool. So then, as a follow up, Adam <laughs> asked this question, which is, "What is a franchise or series you want to finish in 2023?" Not gonna happen in 2023. But good lord, I'd like to make a stab at getting somewhere. Yeah, I would like to. Yeah, I would like to Ain't finish no way the finish. Arkham Trilogy. Oh, good nice. Choice. Yeah, I like that good a lot. Answer. Good, good answer. answer. Good, good answer. answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a fucking hard question for me. Um, Batman's a good choice. Batman's a good choice, especially because there's only like one or two other games, if you count Origins. Yeah. And uh, there's oh, a new yeah. one coming out. So I, I hope that one's cool. better than Arkham Knight's got received. Um, Serious Sam. There's only there's only a handful of them left. Okay. There's only at least four of them left. There's the uh, Siberian, and there's like two and three. Oh, that's right. And Siberian did come out, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well then, yeah. Well, fuck it. Serious Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play more Serious Sam. I'm happy with that. I had I had fun with it. I, it, it's, it wasn't my favorite game of all time, but uh, it did give me that itch for you know a, a really chaotic. All right. Game, so. And <laughs> this one comes in from Madokin Queen, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Piggybacking off of Adam. What's a series or franchise you want to resume in 2023? Yakuza. <laughs> Trails in the Sky. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Both Yakuza and Trails were my immediate first thoughts. Um, also, would like to. Um, I know we just started playing it, but I'm probably gonna have you guys play Free Space yeah. Two by the end of 2023. Like, it oh, might yeah. be my next host pick. Even like, I'm already that. I have hooked. another entry, Doom. I would like to play some more Doom. Mm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Holy shit! I, I still have never finished Doom well, 64. That's one of my. The only Dooms I've beaten. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm dude. Nate, I'm absolutely looking forward to you picking. The only Doom games I've ever beaten are one, two, three, and final. Both halves of final. I've you never beaten Doom Four. Never beaten Doom. No, I was going to start it over when you started it over, and it sounded really fun. But I wanted to start over on an easier difficulty because yeah. I got it, in a little dude, over my head. It's worth it. You will love playing. And then through I, it I play through. I know twenty. Like you have plenty of time between now and the next time we record. Play some Doom. <laughs> If I'm not playing Free Space, I'll probably play Doom or Doom or Doom. And Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider, please. Tomb? Ah, All right. Good stuff. And this one's from Jeff. Which game you played this year that had the best title theme? Oh, title theme. That's an interesting question. Gotta look at our game list real quick. I didn't really think about this one, Jeff. (laughs) Wait, did it, it didn't, didn't say for the but podcast, I'm, I'm right? For... He did not say... I am sure at some point this year I must have played Civilization Four, which <laughs> yeah. has the single best piece of video game music ever composed. Baba Yetsu. Uh, you know what I think had the best title theme? Borderlands. Ain't no oh, rest for the Borderlands wicked. Borderlands had the, the uh, Kajel yeah. song, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, my answer for that is Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Just that do 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 yeah good answers i want to say i think the harmonica song from uh trails in the sky was used on the title screen i really yeah, like that song. that's a beautiful song but all again all the music and trails in the sky is fucking gorgeous all right and we have one more question this one is from kana what was the biggest surprise in gaming this year whether it be a game that you enjoyed that surprised you or an announcement that came as a shock I want to say me and Nathan were both live streaming it when we were watching the Game Awards and both of us typed the phrase Castlevania ass music at the same time when the DLC for Castlevania came up. And even then, that was only the number two Game Awards thing at the end. Yeah, like, that was too. the biggest one for me. It was definitely the Castlevania in Dead Cells because Dead Cells is a game that I adore and love. And just like the fact that Castlevania is letting them license their characters and use it in Dead Cells. I'm just like, yes, please. <laughs> There's already so many Castlevania references in the game. There's like literally a weapon called Valmont's Whip, which is named, you know, for the Belmonts and their whip. And there's like Castlevania food choice where you can yeah. have it like be like wall chicken and stuff. Um, I think two announcements that like surprised me were the Like a Dragon Ishin yeah. being released over here. Oh, yeah. But also, the... Uh, Oh my! Oh, the fact that they're making a Dragon's Dogma too. Like, oh yeah, I love I Dragon's Dogma, and that's another game I want to throw at you guys eventually. Um, but yes, please. I thought that you almost did that a couple I times did. this year. I very much did. Um, but like, yeah, the fact that that game kind of like it was Capcom. It's an RPG made by Capcom, and it was kind of overshadowed by other games that came out at the time, much like Kingdoms of Amalur. And uh, to me, it's it's really good, and it deserves more attention. And the fact that apparently it was big enough in Japan that there was an MMO over there, and, wow. and now they're doing Dragon's Dogma 2, and I just hope that gets a Western release. And uh, Dragon's Dogma was cool. I love the, the pawn system. is a really cool yeah. idea. 
Like, that you can even download pawns that other people have made to be, like, your sidekick. Yeah. Like, that's so fun. And the uh, the other one that I'll, that I'll say that actually just popped into my head, too, was the announcement that they finally were going to localize and release um, Trails of Azure and Trails of Z- Trails of Zero, the crossbell arc for Trails. Because nice. they were, like, those were the two games. Like, we had the Trails in the Sky series, and then we had Legend of, or Trails of Cold Steel. But they had never released Steel, the crossbell yeah. arc, and now now they are. Yeah. So. Hell Yeah. That, that helps us for the podcast a lot, too, because that means we're not going to have to find fan-modded translations to get between, you know, the Trails in the Sky games and the Trails of Cold Steel yeah, games. It, dude, it's going to get to a point, though, like, I don't know if it's Crossbell or if it's Trails uh, Trails of Cold Steel where those games start getting long, mm. like long. So mm. it's going to be to the point where it's going to be like, all right, well, this year, our, our, our year RVG is the Trails and Cold Steel 2 or whatever the fuck, but... Well, n- knowing how we ended up playing the game, this like those two weeks where we were just beating the hell out of it, we <laughs> might end up finishing it by yeah. February, whatever <laughs> year you end up picking it in. If it draws us in like it did. Yeah. Um. There, there is one other question that got added. Oh. Um. But we can we can do it real oh. quick. Uh, it's just from Kana. Thoughts on the Steam Deck? Do you have any thoughts? On oh, the Steam yeah, Deck? that one. Um. I think it's really cool. I would like to have one. I don't. I'm not going to buy it. Um. Because. I don't play handheld games all that much anymore. Like 95% of the time when I'm playing my Switch, it's docked. Um, It'd be cool to have, but I'm not going to buy one. Like I'm not going to pay for it just because I'm not going to use it as much as I use my PC. It's my understanding that the Steam Deck is the biggest advancement in Linux gaming since Wine came out for Linux. So like I'm really happy for Linux people for that. Uh, I think it's a really cool technology, and I think it's fantastic that there's an accessible gaming computer at that price point. I'm still probably not going to get one myself just because I'm satisfied with my current computer situation, but I love that it exists. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with both of you because, like, I like when I hand I don't really handheld game. I always tell myself I want to play my PSP when I lay down in bed, and then I open it up and I play it for like ten minutes, and then I save and I shut it and I go to bed. <laughs> Because usually I don't crawl in bed till I'm fucking tired. Because <laughs> so I'm just like, uh. yeah. So, I mean, there's that, but it is a cool machine, and the possibility for emulation is what really draws me mm. to it. Uh, but I've heard really good things about it as an emulation. I'm just not box. sure I want to drop that kind of money on an emulation box. Yeah. When I'm sure that you Team Retro can yeah. point us to plenty of cheaper, good emulation boxes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Team Retro. That's true. On YouTube. Which, uh, Speaking of gentlemen, that's the end of the Steamy Awards. Are you ready to get into some house Let's cleaning? Let's do it too. Good, good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Let's go. All right. Wow, this is. A, I feel really happy about the length of this recording too. Like I was really hoping that we would be wrapping up at about one a.m. and that's where we're at. Yeah, so if you would like to come join us over on the Discord, which I highly recommend, that's where all the good stuff happens. You can find us at bit.ly/tsmpdiscord, all capital letters. If you'd like to check out the Yay. website. Uh, bit.ly slash the steam machine podcast capitalized phonetically uh it's a little behind sorry about that uh if you want to support the show which would mean a lot to us uh patreon.com slash the steam machine podcast uh, all lowercase and if you donate ten dollars or more you can donate one dollar a month you get all your stuff early and ad free and all that jazz but if you donate ten dollars or more a month you can get your name read out on each and every episode like these wonderful people Nate Sircogsworth, the 7th of Juniper, Jeff, the original Expendable, Mr. Syllables, old Jeffy Lube himself, Arisa Adam, shout out to his podcast, Revival and Extinction, James, the Steam Machine, Hall, Monitor Hall, and Team Retro, check him out on YouTube. Also, 
If you would like to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen, that would be absolutely wonderful. It helps us a lot in the algorithm. If you want to get a shirt, tsmpproductions.threadless.com. And if you would like to check out the music that I make that uh, you can hear at the beginning of each and every episode and the end of each and every episode, nilethenightmare.bandcamp.com. Uh, again, I'm gonna say this one. I'm gonna say this one more time. Uh, Update on the fantasy league. I won. <laughs> okay. Is there anything you guys would like to plug this week? Um, play Pokemon Happy games. Happy New Year. Play a little chompy boys with one brain cell, like Totodile or Boy Coco. Nate's been just cuddling this Totodile or whatever. Totodile's over there somewhere. It's a good Pokemon. They're hanging out with Panchamp. One brain cell. That's all it needs. He's very cute. Well, on that note, then, gentlemen. Happy New Year. See you guys next time for some Tomb Raider. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed the Steamy Awards. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening this year. And here's to many more wonderful years of the Steam Machine podcast. Boys, thank you for coming along on the ride. I appreciate it. It's been a trip, bro. As always, everyone, take it easy. Take it easy.